This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. It can be a great way to make some extra cash, especially for Zoomers. Renting your home on Airbnb can be a win-win for owners and travelers who don't want to pay hotel rates. But critics of Airbnb say owners are snapping up rental properties and uh, running them like hotels, and that's choking off rental supply in a market that is already too tight. Today, Toronto's Municipal Licensing and Standards Division is unveiling new guidelines for the home sharing industry, which include only allowing people to rent out their principal residences and possibly imposing a new 10% tax. What do you think? Have you had good experiences on Airbnb uh, on either end of it? Would you like to see it restricted? Are these valid arguments? Uh, Give us a shout, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. And right now, let's go to Torben Weiditz, and he represents a group called Fair B&B. Torben, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us on the show. Uh, Now, do you think uh, these new measures uh, are going to be enough to control what you see as abuse? Um, Absolutely. I mean, you know, we we are a pro-home sharing coalition. We have never been out. uh, We have never been, um, you know, arguing that we want to restrict people's ability to share their homes. Uh, But what we have seen is that over the last few years, there is an increasing number a very small number of um, um, hosts that own um, dozens and dozens of units and they purposely rent them out on the short-term rental market to tourists as quasi-hotels. And um, according to our calculations, that's only a minority of 18% of the hosts. And to Airbnb's uh, statistics, it's only 11% of the hosts that actually engage in these activities. So the regulation that we have proposed and that the city has um, brought out today um, you know, has literally very little impact to um, people that occasionally rent out a spare bedroom or the entire place when they go on vacation. Um, but it, it will impact those people that um, hold on to, um, you know, dozens of investor investment properties and think instead of renting them out to long-term tenants, um, they can sort of run quasi-hotels um, in residential um you know, condo buildings or on residential streets? Uh, The question that I have is uh, that I I think often that is done kind of against rules or illegally anyway. I mean, I know, for instance, uh, a friend of mine from overseas was in town and she was staying at a condo and she she said that the owner told her, said, don't tell anybody. If anyone stops you, tell them you're my cousin. Uh And uh, we saw a case that made the papers a few months ago of a guy who actually rented out multiple units and rented them on Airbnb. And I'm sure that would contravene any lease he might have signed. 
Um, that is right. Um, it would. And, you know, in, in many cases, these rentals um, um, go against existing condo declarations or condo board rules, um, or they go against the Landlord Tenancies Act. Um, but the thing is that it's not enforceable and it's very difficult to get a handle on the situation if platforms like Airbnb allow those hosts to, um, to register these listings online. So what the city is proposing is a way of ensuring that this will not happen because um, in these cases, people would not be able to produce the information necessary in order to rent a legal unit um, online. So it's, it's very, you know, cut and dry in that sense. Um, that it, it's, it's really what protect people from these kind of scenarios. Uh-huh. And uh, so, again, uh, you know, how much abuse do you really think is out there, then, if it's 18% of owners? Um, it, you know, this is quite significant because we found that um, what's happening, um, it's, it's a minority of owners, or they're not even owners, right? Often they, as you, as you mentioned yourself, um, they sublease these units from, um, from other people. Um, and uh, this minority of hosts, um, share or, or control about 40% of the market and 50% of the revenue for Airbnb. So even though it's a small number, they have a disproportionate share in terms of the stock that Airbnb has online, which means that the impact is actually felt uh, much more widespread than people would, would assume. And all the issues that we have heard about um, in Toronto or other Canadian cities, issues that make the news, um, are issues that um, the proposed uh, short-term rental regulation in Toronto would um, actually address and um, would mean that, you know, people have a much more, um, uh, have a much easier time enjoying their own homes in their condos and residential streets and so on, not being bothered by um, the kind of scenarios that we hear about, while like the majority of hosts can still um, share their places when they go on vacations, uh, when they go on sabbatical, when they, um, you know, leave town for a weekend, or they can even share their homes, you know, if they want to rent out a spare bedroom or two, um, that would still be completely um, feasible and doable. And, you know, I think it's a, it's a great scenario that the city has sort of um, worked on over the last year or so. And what staff came up with is really like a very sensible and fair set of rules um, that um, allows people to share their homes, but also um, make sure that any unit that could potentially be on the long-term rental market will be back on the long-term rental market. And um, it protects people from the negative consequences of party houses and the, the frequent uh, sort of turnover in condominium buildings and floors where we've seen um, condos being turned into um, ghost hotels, especially on the waterfront. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the numbers that I've seen, uh, these rules would mean that about 3,200 properties uh, would not be allowed to be rented on Airbnb. This is yeah. I haven't seen that number, but if that number is 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 uh, it's from the exact, city report. Okay, I, I haven't had a chance to actually dive into the report um, yet. Uh, on on like I haven't been able to take a close look at it um, this morning. But um, if that number is correct, that would make a huge impact on Toronto's housing market. We have a vacancy rate of 1.3 percent, and you can do the math. Uh, you know, it it would mean that we could add supply to the housing market without having having to build actually anything, uh, which, you know, makes a huge difference for people that are looking for a place to stay. And anyone that tries to rent a place in the downtown core uh, will tell you that it's extremely, extremely difficult to find, uh, 
to find a long-term lease. And in, in some neighborhoods in the downtown core, it's four times as easy to find a place to stay if you're a tourist and you want to stay like on a weekend or two days than it is uh, for a long-term resident to actually um, find a place to live. So 3,000 units that, you know, the Toronto long-term housing plan produces less than a couple of hundred units a year. So 3,000 would make a huge difference, um, you know, with the snap of a finger. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to um, also get my head around the money that's involved here. I mean, according to Airbnb, the average is uh, that uh, people rent out, people who are just renting out a room or something in their homes, uh, do it about 50 nights a year and clear about $5,000. I'm sure that uh, it's more than 50 bucks a night if you're renting out a whole condo. I mean, what have you figured out what the difference is uh, for a long-term rental and and somebody who uses one of these ghost hotels? Um, It's... You know, we, we have seen people being evicted because the landlords figured out that it's much more lucrative to um, rent out the entire suite um, on Airbnb because they can charge like 120, 140 or 200 bucks a night, uh, whereas the, the actual tenant, you know, only paid like 1000 or $1,100 a month in rent. So they only need to rent it a, a few days uh a month in order to make as much money or more than they would um, on the long-term housing market. So we have seen that scenario happen in Toronto. And, you know, we haven't, I don't have the numbers uh, in front of me, but we have looked at it. uh, And, you know, we have looked at certain neighborhoods, what the average rent is for like a one bedroom or two bedroom apartment and compared that to um, the money that can be made on the short-term rental market. And there is definitely an, an incentive for landlords to do this. Um, and to cash in on on that um, again at the expense of the long-term rental housing market and at the expense of actual Torontonians who are looking, you know, to live here permanently and to find a place to live close to work and all the rest of it. Um, so, but I can't give you an exact number now. I'm, you know, I'm out and about essentially. Okay. Right um, have you looked at other cities and what they're doing and whether regulations work? Uh, yeah, we have, you know, we have uh, produced a report um, earlier this year and released it, I think it was in, in February or early March. And, and this report sort of took an in-depth look at, A, um, what's happening in Toronto, what are the trends, uh, now what, what neighborhoods are affected, uh, what are the issues at stake. And then we also have looked at different, um, different cities across North America and the types of regulations that they have produced and the types of regulations that have worked well in other places. Um, one thing we've noticed is that in the United States, for example, all the cities that have produced very um, sensible and fair regulation that actually had teeth, um, these cities were sued by Airbnb uh, because Airbnb always said, yeah, we want to be regulated, we are pro-regulation, we find nothing against you know, fair and sensible regulation. But then when there are actually rules in place that actually cut into the profit stream, uh, they have turned around and sued um, the cities. So, you know, if you want to look at, at, a, at a number of cities that have had um, good regulations in place, you just need to basically Google, um, you know, lawsuit regulation cities Airbnb and you find a whole list of um, jurisdictions that uh, produced good regulations. And, you know, on top, like to, to just um, say how that may matter in Toronto, I think um, the, the thing in Toronto and what I've seen in the proposed regulations here is that it's it, everything sounds very, very good. Um, and I 
specifically like the fact that the city is trying to put the onus on the actual platforms to to regulate and to make sure that only licensed hosts will be able to register. If if this is actually um, implemented in Toronto, it would be the first time that um, a platform like Airbnb is actually um, essentially enforcing the city's own rules and bylaws. Mm-hmm. Good luck that with that, I would say. <laughs> it's going to be, I mean, the, the devil is in the detail and we have to see how this is going to turn out and how this is going to work. Um, and that's why I'm cautiously optimistic that the rules and recs proposed today will, um, you know, are very, very good and, and point you to the right direction. But we have to see how the city is planning on enforcing enforcing these. What about the possibility of taxing this? Do you think that would be a good idea? Um, I, I think this is uh, this, up, this potential is on the table. Um, I think there is uh, there have been discussions around um, introducing a hotel tax for the city of Toronto, um, and if the province agrees to um, allow the city of Toronto to actually levy a hotel tax um, of four percent, I believe the idea is to also tax other tourist accommodations at the same level. Okay, Torben, thank you very much for that. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.